Welcome back to Where Love Touches People It's February now and love is in the air You know what month is it, Andrew? Yeah, um, like you said, it's February Yep, <laughs> and you know what occasion we do have in February? Um, Chinese New Year That's right, but I would like to focus on another thing yep. Which is pretty much equally important to Chinese New Year Is it really equally important? I guess so, for me, yeah. <laughs> so it is Valentine's Day month. So prior to this podcast recording, we have asked our teens on what they're curious about around love and dating. And now, just right next to us, we have the expert of eight years of dating, love and marriage experience. Mm-hmm. Welcome, Jitiska. Hey, guys. <laughs> It's good to have you here, Titis. Well, thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, our pleasure. Yeah, really happy to to have you here with us. Uh, we've been meaning to get you on our podcast for a while now. Hey, it's good that you're here with us because uh, you do have quite a number of years of experience in, I guess, in in a relationship with Bang Sanggam, yeah? Mm-hmm. Eight years, was it? Uh, eight years total, I guess now, yeah. So how do you feel so far about it, about your relationship? <laughs> So far, I guess you can call it as so far so good. Um, I've been totally blessed with Sangam in the sense that we are probably one of the very few people you'd know as a couple that don't necessarily fight all the time. Um, in fact, we probably fight really rarely. Um, and if it does, it's it's probably just comes down to some basic emotions, or I call it down to some female hormones. Okay. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate to that one. It's yep. come monthly. <laughs> yeah, I better learn then. Yes, you should. <laughs> Very important lesson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, maybe would you like to tell us, I guess, how you guys got together? Um, sure. So I've obviously been in Brisbane for, for a long, long time. Many of you um, know that. Sangam came um, to Brisbane and um, he actually saw me uh, way before I ever really noticed him. He he came to an event that we co-host together with other churches and there were bands from, from Indonesia and, and teams from other churches and overseas that came and, um, and we actually... Uh, did a, a bit of a Congo dance to to David's What? dance, and um, and he noticed me there because for some unknown reason I got bullied to being at the front of the the Congo line. Oh my goodness, that's um, awesome! And I, wish I, I was there. I didn't know that at the time, but that was apparently the first time he saw me. Um, and then fl- fast forward about a year after he's been living in his dark days of, of playing games with his with his mates, um, he actually came to church on uh, one of our Christmas celebrations. Mm. Um, one of the ladies in the church at the time actually used to be um, in a choir with him. So mm. then she invited him to come, and that was then the second time he saw me, and I was leading worship at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then fast forward another year after that, he, he committed himself to this church, and, um, and I saw that he had talent in, in music. And at that time, um, I was actually uh, do- looking after the secretary position in the church, uh, which included 
inviting newcomers and, and actually having a holding a newcomer gathering, mm-hmm. ensuring all the newcomers actually meet Pastor Honey, seeing and understanding what the vision of the church is. And he was there, and um, that was the beginning of it, I guess. And he introduced himself to me, and I was like, oh yeah, I know who you are <laughs> by now. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's how, how we first sort of met together. And by the end of that year, he, he ended up uh, being chosen to lead Christmas. Yep. So within that one year. Um, and during that time, I believe, and you're going to have to ask him on this, uh, is when he started having feelings towards me. And, and that's, I guess, is the start of the, the journey for us. Oh, my. That's awesome. Sounds lovely, doesn't it, Andrew? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm still curious how um, he started asking you to be his date. Um, well, I guess during the 2011 so he was, he was Christmas leader in 2010. Um, he didn't say anything to me. Mm-hmm. Um, during Is it like a push and pull? 2011. Sort of? Actually, it wasn't anything like it. Um, we actually didn't talk much at all until 2011. What became the starter for it all was when I found out that my housemate at the time, who was the multimedia leader, had to leave to go back to Indonesia due to her visa. And she had one month, and then she wanted to spend about a week of that one month in Melbourne with my sister. So she left me with a bit of instructions going go meet Sangam because I want him to replace me. And so during that week, I contacted him going, hey, I kind of got told to, to catch up with you. Um, and because that at that time he was really busy at work, like doing long hours, the only time he had was on a Saturday night, believe it or not. Um, and it was supposed to be after his gym time. So he just said, oh, let's meet up um, at Sunnybank and uh, we'll like get into one car and go. Mm-hmm. And he... We ended up at Three Monkeys that night, and <laughs> and everyone I love knows. Three Monkeys. My favorite ice hot chocolate. I saw chocolate. Ice chocolate. <laughs> I stand hot. It is actually really good. Normally, the chai there is really good as well. Mm. Yeah. So and and back then there wasn't a lot of places you can hang out yeah. like quite late. So that was one of the the go to places for us right in mm-hmm. Brisbane, and um, yeah, we ended up staying there and chatting really really late. Um, and I mean he was ministering the next day but that's what started it all and and from there is when the conversation started unfortunately i decided to leave australia and um within a couple of weeks of that happening um he tried telling and expressing that he liked me but he tried doing it in the car as i was dropping him off um, home and he already knew I was leaving Australia within a month. And, um, and so my first reaction to him was, that's nice. Oh, my <laughs> God. Sure. Oh, no. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and I just kind of left him with that. Yeah. So you, you left Australia afterwards for how long? Um, for about six months. So I went and joined. Oh, YWAM was YWAM, it? YWAM, yeah, to the States. And, um, yeah, so I said, look, I'm, I'm leaving. Uh, there is no guarantee I would be coming back. Um, that YWAM period was one of my awesome attempt at leaving Brisbane, which didn't work, obviously. <laughs> um, so by the time I got back, obviously I had my flight um, returned back to Brisbane. Um, and during that six months, um, he never stopped contacting me, no matter where I was in the world. Mm. Um, it just, he'll keep dropping me messages, um, whether it's by email or at that time it was Vox. Walk is it Vox Box or something like that? So it's like oh, one wow. of those ones. It's like a, a 
a messaging service, so it's like yeah. leaving a voicemail for someone, Ooh. but not directly um, via phone number. So he, he kept in touch with me throughout the entire time. But I did say to him, I may not come back because I, I actually wanted to to run away to, to Melbourne at that stage. And, and mm-hmm. I said, if I get a job in Melbourne, it's sayonara. I'm, oh. I'm staying in yeah, Brisbane. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so obviously God had other plans in mind because we're both still here. Yeah, yeah. It's very did. interesting. Mm-hmm. <sighs> So after that, you came back and you started dating, was it? Um, yeah, so or? I got back at the end of 2011, um, was looking for jobs. And yeah, it was one of those weird moments where uh, I used my sister's Melbourne address to try and find jobs. And I, I got no no interviews even. Mm. Um, and then it got to the point where he uh, was working on a project and he was really busy. And he called me one Friday afternoon going, hey, do you want a temporary job? I was like, what's the job? And he's like, it's kind of like an admin job. It's just helping me out with the projects, but it'd probably be like about six weeks. And I was like, why not? Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, email me your resume. So I emailed it to him Friday afternoon and he just said, okay, you're coming to work on Monday. No interview, nice. nothing. <laughs> Love it. Uh, yeah. So, and that kept on going for, for um, a few weeks, obviously. And then, yeah, January 2012, um, he took me out for dinner mm-hmm. um, at Eagle Street. And then, um, and he, his famous statements around it always says that, you know, he's an engineer uh-huh. by trade. So there is always a risk that he will have to either move or be on the move, uh, fly in, fly out sort of situation. Mm-hmm. And he just asked whether or not I had a problem with it. Um, otherwise, he'd like to take the relationship to the next level. And I just said, well, if it's risky, I'm willing to take the risk. Um, as long as obviously uh, the main focus is, is obviously to get to know each other. Yeah. Um, and obviously having God as a center of our relationship too. Mm-hmm. Well. That's great. Um, it's really interesting to hear that because it's so rare for you to like asking someone out and then just like tell the list of like the risks of dating him. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's typically Bang Sangam. <laughs> oh my goodness. But I guess um, when you mention it that way, it, it seems that the both of you have some form of expectation in, in that dating relationship was it yeah i guess so and i think it was partly because we were a little bit more mature at that time you know mm-hmm. we're looking back at, at 2012 and i would have been 24 so it's not like it was a, a high school sort of lover situation you know mm-hmm. lovey-dovey situation um nor was it just you know outside of high school sort of situation yes mm-hmm. sort of like a more serious relationship they're looking for i guess mm-hmm. yeah in a sense we were both we knew that we were both looking um for something that's more serious and it mm-hmm. wasn't just going to be a, a game mm-hmm. yeah yeah wow at least we now know the background of <laughs> her, the beginning of her love story mm-hmm. now we have like a list of few questions that we got from our teens yeah yeah so so we did ask um i guess ask the teens to submit some questions about dating. Mm. Of course, um, you know it's going to be a bit different from your story with Bang Sangam. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're in high school. You know, it's probably going to be their first relationship uh, or you know first couple of relationships with people that they like. <laughs> you know, young <laughs> lovebirds. Mm-hmm. But maybe you can share some insight if you don't mind. Mm, sure. I mean, um, I had a period in life where. Um, I tried to date when I was in, in high school. Um, I think looking at, at some of the, the questionnaire answers from the teens, and yes, I did get a bit of a preview. Uh, some of them actually stated that uh, that they're not allowed to date. Um, 
and I, I actually found myself I was in a similar situation and I think the rule of thumb still remains the same with my parents to all of my siblings um, and for myself like I think at the time I just had you know a, a want like a a, a push that I kind of want to push the boundary going you were like what would it do for me um, it wasn't ever explained to me as to why it was just like you're too young that's it high school what are you high school lovers what does that even mean that doesn't exist you know that sort of attitude towards it all um and i think for for uh, myself personally now years on down the track um i i can see the reason why and i i just wish that perhaps it gets communicated a little bit more clearly and and you know for for the teens that are out there that are questioning you know oh can i date or should i date you know um Ask the, the question of what is the purpose of, of you wanting to date? Uh, why is it that you feel the need and the push? Um, I myself felt like it was more like a peer pressure because everyone around me seems to be dating. Um, and I was like, what does it feel like? I was curious, you know. Um, but with age comes maturity, comes understanding that it's not it's not just a game. Uh, and it goes beyond that. And, and I think it's something as, as we were teenagers perhaps we we always like to overlook perhaps just simply because of our hormonal raging everywhere um Mm -hmm. and and i think it's it's important that we we do actually always come back to the basics of what is the purpose you know why do you want to do that and if if the purpose really is just because you're curious because everyone is else is is doing it um then perhaps then take another step back and go what are the outcomes of those people that are dating around you and i can assure you plenty of those will probably end up in quite a few disasters and dramas probably the uh, k-drama in high school (laughs) i can relate i can relate um so if like you personally like when you have like a teenager in a few years like 10 years from now 15 years from now will you like try to communicate it more clearly like about yeah, absolutely. I think one thing I've learned is, is trying to um, communicate you know, where you're putting boundaries and why that is. Um, I must admit, I may not necessarily be the best person at doing that. I think Sangam actually does a, a much better uh, way of communicating those, I find, mm-hmm. at times. Mm-hmm. Um, so it may well be that he does take a lot of that <laughs> responsibility of uh, making that hard conversations. Um, but I think as a, a natural um position of a mother being a nurturing side um, I find that if you have a nurturing relationship with your kids or your children um, then you can have that sort of friend mentality and go trust me you know know that um, I'm not doing this because I've got nothing better to do and telling you not to date is just my purpose in life but rather i have a purpose i'm trying to protect you i'm trying to tell you that many of these relationships don't come to fruition for a variety of reasons and and many people actually still don't know what they want to do in life when they're in high school and and if you're dating in that situation what will come of it you know so yeah just communication I, i find would be key and it won't be easy i'm sure um but we'll cross that bridge when we get there (laughs) So one of the questions that they asked is, when is the appropriate age to start dating then? If that's like, because you did mention that it's important to think about the purpose and why uh, they want to start dating. So when is a good time to start dating? Mm. Personally, and this is a personal call, I don't think that there is actually a straight rule for it. Um, I do find that if you're actually um, at uni, it would be the best time because... 
I find that uni time is the time where you are free, so you are not as um, required to adhere to a schedule as when you were in high school, because mm. obviously yeah. high school is like you are there eight to five or eight till three thirty or whatever, Monday to Friday. And unis, you have a bit more free time, and unis, you, you get to see, you know, what the other person is is up to. What are they studying? Are they actually performing well in that studies? Um, I find that when you're in in high school, it can be a bit a little bit too young because everyone has to get through high school. It's mm-hmm. you know, and really we're in Australia. High school is standard, absolute yeah. standard. If you're not passing high school, it's like what are you going to do next in life, right? So um, I think it's that it, that is the reason why I believe it at high school is a little bit too young. Mm-hmm. Once you get hit at like university, you can start seeing you know. The, the individuals making their choices at university, whether or not they're excelling at their studies or perhaps they're not doing so well, but then you see what did they do? What, what did they decide to do? How did they tackle that issue? Um, and mm. I think that's important because then you, you get to see a person's characteristics outside of what perhaps they show you when they take you out on a date. <laughs> yeah, I think um, when, when you said that like uni is a good time to start dating, I don't know if I... If it was the right time for me, maybe. Oh, yeah. Cause, cause I, Did cause you I date during high school? No, not, not in high school. No, so high you're school. asking an opinion on your. No, no, no. Like I'm just, I'm just thinking. I think because um, guys, we tend to be a little bit more childish, slower. Like I, <laughs> <laughs> like I remember. Okay, when I was doing my bachelor, I was still, I was still a kid. Yeah. And I know I was I ready for like to look after another person mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, so it might be there might be some gender differences in that in that sense as well. Hey, that's mm. so different to me. Like when I'm in high school, I thought myself was already a young adult. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, that's, that's a different. female thing. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Mm. Yeah, you always look up to people, and don't forget when I say you know university, it's like well, I'd be seeing myself as a first year or a second year uni. Uh, majority of the people you date tend to be, and I say majority. Um, you look up, you know, as a female, you want to look up to a guy that's a little bit older, right? So mm-hmm. you'd be looking at a guy that, that's a year or two ahead of you, or perhaps they're even doing, you know, a second degree or, or whatever it might be. So I think the maturity level, like you said, uh, would come into it as well. Mm-hmm. There, there were quite a handful of them. They were quite mature, I find, when I was like first or second year uni. Yeah. But definitely <laughs> not a majority. <laughs> mm-hmm. So following um, Andrew's statement, I want to ask you, how do you know when you want to be with someone else? Like when you're ready to be in a relationship with someone? Mm. Yeah. I, I think if I take a step back from that question, it, it, it's important to understand that we are re- relational human beings mm. in the sense that there is always a side of us that require some sort of form of relationship and so um, no matter what stage in life we are in I think we do need um, to have a relationship with other people Um, you know whether it be with our family at that time or just with mates um, that are or friends that are close to us Um, but I think when when you get like Andrew said you know if he felt like he he wasn't really ready when he was doing um, his bachelor's degree to, to sort of be dating he felt like he was a little bit um, too young or maybe if I can use the word immature not quite ready yet you know, um, I think there's a, a, a certain point in life where where you've you can see where you're heading in life in terms of, of your 
personal goals, you know. Each and every one of us have aspirations, you know. So you're you're finishing your uni, perhaps, and you know you you, you can see a bit of a pathway of, for a career for yourself, um, and and you can also then start seeing, you know, what it, what has God actually spoke to you about yourself personally, um, and when I say that, I mean, you know, are you a type of person that is being being called to to speak? truth to other people are you, are you the type of person that's actually being used by god to to encourage other people um by words or is it, are you the type of person that actually um know to sacrifice um themselves you know whether it's your time your money whatever it is and and i think at that certain um point in time then that that maturity will come in and and at that point you will, would begin to understand okay i need another person who will be able to compliment me in a way that would make me a better person mm. in whatever way that might be. Mm. And I'll, I'll give you a, an example. I think when when I started thinking that that uh, I was ready to date or ready to take a relationship to the next level, you know, um, it, it took a little while, but God had actually taught me a very harsh lesson um, for myself personally in that I needed to learn on, on how to actually humble myself. Mm-hmm. I know that I was a, a, a I, I guess you, you want to say an independent um, and I'd like to think of myself as quite smart. You know, I'm not dumb. Mm-hmm. I finished high school very early um, at 16. So I mm-hmm. finished my bachelor's by 19. I had actually nearly completed my master's by 21, but I, I slowed that down because I thought, who on earth in this world has a master's degree at 21? Um, so I knew that I was intelligent, you know, and, but then uh, I had a lot of pride that come with that. And so um, it took a few years for God to mold me back and actually teach me how to humble myself uh, because as the years go by, and, and, and Pastor Honey teaches a lot about this at church, you know, on, on the different roles of being a husband and a wife, you know, and you know that you're, when you're entering a relationship, you want to ultimately become husband and wife. And when you're in that um, mindset, then you know you're working towards that. Then you also know that as a wife, we are to submit ourselves to our husband. Um, and at the time, I, to begin with, I wouldn't know how to submit to a husband. I'd be like... <laughs> Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. I'm yeah. the boss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I must admit, you know, uh, the definition of, of that boss is probably not the same as what it was 10 years ago for myself. But I've learned along the way on, on how to respect a man. Mm. You know? and, uh, and I've also learnt, now learned seeing other people, other men grow up, you know, seeing how respect is what they need. You know, as soon as you disrespect a man, I find that they dysfunction. And so for myself personally, it, it's learning then how to humble myself and learning that I am a, a woman who is strong enough, but then I also know that I need to respect my men. Um, and, and that's the point where I find that um, I knew I would be in a better position to actually be in a relationship. So there's no golden key or you know checklist, I guess, um, but I find that if you're in a point in time in your life and you realize you know you have a a part to play in a relationship what does that part look like and you then know um what you're looking for as well on your partner on the other Mm. side of it Mm -hmm. Mm, yeah i heard about this before like about how you're not finding the perfect person but you're making um a perfect relationship together with the other person Mm. that's something like 
I'm seeing from like what you, this guy have been sharing to us. And I also very um, interested to know like whether you like pray to God when you are like accepting the relationship with Bang Sanggam. Like, did you pray before about I, this? I think I started praying um, way before he asked. Wow. Me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I started praying uh, not long after uh, that that conversation at Three Monkeys. Wow. Um, <laughs> Because I, I very quickly find myself um, actually looking over this guy again yeah. and again. Because I think um, previous to that, I was kind of like, yeah, this guy plays at church, you know, week mm-hmm. in and week out. So what? Um, but then as soon as I kind of say, hang on a minute, there's a little bit more to this guy. You know, there's a bit of mystery to it. There's um, something extra to him. And then that's when I start asking God. Um, and, and I also learned over time to be open with my family. Um, so quite early on, um, I did actually drop hints to my, my parents. Uh, so I actually did it while I was away. I was still in the States and I, I told my parents, look, there is a guy that, that's been trying to get close to me. I did say to him, I'm going overseas. You know, I might not even come back to Brisbane, but he keeps contacting me. He hasn't stopped at all during this time. And my parents just said, okay, well, we'll pray, you know, as well and, and see how it goes. And I you know one of the prayers I, I did pray, I said, God, if this is not your will, get me out of Brisbane. <laughs> get me out of Brisbane. So, so yeah, absolutely. Prayer is absolutely key to it, especially if you know that you're ready um, to actually take that relationship to the next level because you do want God confirming, you know, whether this is the, the right person for you to be able to spend the rest of your life with, you know, it's no joke. It's the rest of your life with. Mm. There, there was a question that I wanted to ask, I guess, in relation to, um, I guess, what you've been talking about, right? Like, if you know yourself as you mature, then you know what to look for in a partner. There's, like, I know that you said you don't have, like, a checklist, but were the things that complemented you from Bang Sangam, for example, were they, did you find them attractive in a sense, or... <laughs> attractive would be a, a probably wouldn't necessarily be the word I'd use. <laughs> um, I had a a personality test mm-hmm. um, that had been done while we were doing a, a bit of a training at, at church, and then there was a slightly different one that I did um, for work. Um, and I find that you know people always comment that there'll be a certain kind of opposite um, where where people tend to say opposite attracts um where that would then ring true for us um Mm. in the sense that you know um you tend to find couples that are you know one that would be completely uh structural and and bossy and and, you know uh an action type person you know you've got a list of abc you got to get through and while the other partner you'll you'll find that they're so laid back they're so chill you know Shirt starts at nine. They'll they'll still be trying to get out of the driveway <laughs> at nine. You know, oh where yeah. the partner is like, "Come on, we can't be late." You know, we can't be late. Um, but yeah, I guess it, it, in the sense that there there will be parts there that that you will find, and things like um, with with Sangam, he he's quite the chilled one normally, um, and I'm I'm more of the planner, mm-hmm. um, but. Then with our differences, I think that we've learned over time on how to complement each other with it as well. In the sense that if I'm planning, I don't also exclude him out of that. Mm. You know, it may mean that I come to him and say, 
So, by the way, this week we are meeting so-and-so on Monday, so-and-so Tuesday. I've got podcast recording on Wednesday. <laughs> or, you know, I've got another meeting for Thursday and, mm-hmm. and practice on this day. Um, did I miss something? You know, was there a plan that you had that I, I hadn't considered in there? You know, yeah. and if, if the plan's coming, you know, into the different slots, you kind of then ask, you know, do you, you need the car? Or do I need the car? Mm. You know, because we only have one car between mm-hmm. the two of us. And just like communication is, I think, key there um, to then try and, and work around it. So that's how we ensure that our differences, I think, work yeah. Um, yeah. together to complement each other. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, what's interesting about like dating, I guess, in the, in the setting of the teens, some people have the sentiment that, okay, like if I'm going to date this person, I want to date this person like long term. You know, from high school, you know, all the way to uni until, you know, until they get married. Mm. But most times, I guess, most relationships don't end up like that. Mm. You know, so I guess it's a bit challenging yeah, to decide, okay, like, let's say, you know, if I'm interested in this person, should I start dating him or her? Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. It's like, how would you advise? <laughs> <laughs> if I compile all of my my bad decisions, perhaps <laughs> that I've done in the past, um, what I would be telling any any teens, any young adults would be to always number one, ask God. Mm. You know, because if you're only going into this relationship based on your feelings, that feeling is not going to last because you will sooner or later find the hard way that it is the commitment's going to take more than just feelings and that feeling is going to burn out quite quickly and so if you ask god on what the purpose of that relationship will be then god can have a say in it and lead you whichever way and number two would be involve your parents over it Mm. because a blessing from your parents for that relationship will go a long way you know um, many parents don't want their kids to date too young because, you know, perhaps it's the simplest uh, reasonings like you're just too young. Um, and maybe they haven't explained it too well, you know, why am I too young, but I'm ready. You know, you make me do chores at home. <laughs> you make me mow, you make me cook and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but there is a certain um, certain maturity level, I, I suppose, that you, you do need to actually um, be able to carry on the commitment you know, of being in a relationship. So, yeah, I would I would do that. And and number three, you know, I wouldn't say this being, um, being the least of all, but I think it'll be on par, at least with number two, is, is to... to check with your friends mm. your good mates around you because if you cannot be in a relationship or dating with someone um, and have your friends agree and friends actually get to know who you're dating I've, I tend to find that that wouldn't go so well either mm. um, whether or not it'll take weeks or months yeah so that's a good exp- advice like I never thought about that before because I thought my mm. relationship it's about me that's about how I feel I never thought about like yeah, maybe a bit about family, but not so much about friends. So yeah. it's a really good advice for us, and especially for you, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> because you asked this, right? <laughs> She's already in a relationship. Yeah. <laughs> You're the only one next. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I think yes. it is important because I think that was a commitment as well that, that we both made when we started dating, you know. We committed ourselves not to disappear from this community, meaning that mm, we're yeah. not just going to disappear and have, like, a, a date on our own every night, you know, every day. Day, 
mm. of every night. Um, but instead, you know, during the time where we were dating, you would actually find us spending so much time with, with everyone else. You mm. know, we'll go on the occasional like dinner for the two of us, but that is the occasional, not the everyday item. Mm. And, and the rest of every day is actually hanging out with friends. And I, I find that that was really, really um, helpful um, in terms of the relationship, making sure that it, everyone around me, you know, um, get to know him as well and who mm. he is. And, and I'm not just saying church friends, you know, I'm saying outside of my church friends, I, I've made him get to know them as well, mm. meet them, you know, who they are. Yeah, uh, yeah. So they get to know him too, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's really good advice. <laughs> <laughs> Quick question, G. Um, there's one question from the teens. Should the guys split bill when they're going on a date? <laughs> Just a quick answer. I'm a split. I mean, I'm a, I'm a ro- romantic, so I always love it when a guy actually pick up the bill. Of course, <laughs> that's that's a given. Thank you for agreeing. <laughs> Mind you, th- there are exceptions. You know, obviously, I think um, if it's after the first date and whatnot, I don't see that that the guy has to pick up the bill every yeah. date. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think seeing the, the gesture mm-hmm. is is always nice. And mm. yeah, I'm probably like in a big occasion like Valentine's Day and maybe Christmas and others. Mm. But probably if like every week, <laughs> it's a bit hard for the pocket. Yeah, exactly. It's very hard for the wallet, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No, and we understand that we live in mm. the 21st century, you know, like, yeah. and, and we get that. So it's not like we demand that, but I still like seeing that. So I still tell the boys that actually mm. hang around us, you know, you're picking up the bill if you're taking a girl. Out. Yeah. Course, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you did mention that, like, it's it's a nice gesture that for the guy to pick up the bill. Um, but what exactly is like the role of the guy and the girl, like, in a relationship? I think the it's important that they both actually get to know each other. Um, and in, in, when you say about roles in in, um, in the dating sense, I, I used to always focus on what will end up being the role after dating because dating is it, it can be quite short. You mm. know, and, and once you say I do, it's a much, much longer period of time. Yep. Um, and I tend to always go back to the scripture on that, you know, in, in that what are men actually they're created for? Um, so I, I do believe that the man is, is always there to lead. Um, so maybe that's me personally, but I, I find men who cannot lead unattractive in so many ways. Um, you know, and being a man, uh, have to be a person who, who who are decisive as well, because if not, then then you are going to struggle to lead. And you know, as a, a man, I think the the demand today is still that you are to provide um, for mm. the family, to protect mm-hmm. for the family. Um, so. And, you know, least, last but not least, um, is to ensure that they, they act as the priest, you know, to ensure that the entire family actually brings you closer to God. So, um, but then I don't believe that that is the sole responsibility of the men. I do also believe that the woman is, is there to, to help and support um, the men. Uh, obviously, as the man protects the the women, the the woman should then also act as as a person who will support and endeavor to to do anything she can in order to to reach the common dream or goal between the two of them. You know, and uh, I also believe that in t- today's society, you know, 
we we have men women working in the family all the time like i mean sangam and i both work you know um so you know just like i don't tend to expect the guy to pick up the bill every time mm-hmm. when they go out on a date anyway, i do think um, that the female there will be more than happy to to chip in as well you know and say hey i can take that lunch or that you know mm-hmm. um for you as well i think um there isn't a one being better than the other i do believe that they both need to complement each other but it is important to then also um ensure that whoever you are with that you do end up becoming a better person than when you are a single person mm. um and i think that's important to to look out for you know make sure that you become a better person mm-hmm. yep now you understand andrew No. <laughs> <laughs> just checking. This is pressure. Just this checking. is all for Andrew. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm not just asking for myself. Okay, yeah, for everyone, for all of our listeners. Yeah, yeah whoever's so, listening. I have one last um, interesting question before we close our podcast. It's about the boundaries. Mm. We want to know in like teenage datings, mm-hmm. what is like the boundaries? Like, is it hold hands, hugging, kissing? Maybe. What do you think? Yeah, this one can be quite tricky because I, f- I tend to find that uh, when you're a teenager, now I can look back. But <laughs> when you're a teenager, you will never actually see this, right? Yeah. Um, that you you are so full of hormones raging <laughs> inside of you all the time. And, you know, the, the, the young adults in the teens class actually would have heard me say this to them. You know, there are so much hormones raging inside of you, um, not just sexually, but like just those hormones that are making you enraged perhaps quite quickly at your siblings or at your parents you know um and i think that's why if you are then able to communicate with one another and actually set that boundaries between the two of you so then the two of you agree that would obviously be best um however it, it does you know for sure that there are risks when it when it comes to teenage dating because um like i, I said you know the the hormones um raging everywhere and i think the best way to to overcome that is to stick to the basics you know what is it that is not going to tempt you to go anything yeah. or anywhere further um you know and that might mean just holding hands and that might mean hugs like holding hands would do me no good I'm a hug person. So, yeah. you know, like from day dot, I'm like, I'm a hug person. I can't just deal with holding hands. So. Um, but being able to communicate that. And I, I think sometimes the struggle is that as a teenager, are you then able to communicate that? Mm-hmm. And do you even realize that that is the level where, like, that is your limit before it pushes you too far into temptation? You know? um, and that's why it's like always we have to sort of go back to the basics when it comes to to giving out um advice in terms of what are the limits here sorry guys we kind of have to stick to absolute minimums here why simply because many of you will not be able to to uh, withhold resist the temptation <laughs> or resist the temptation that's it and and that is the fact of life you know? yeah. and every single one of us would have gone through some sort of that, temp- that temptation when we were going through our teenage years you know mm-hmm. and it's no different to them today and i think it may be even worse for them today because everywhere is plastered with full of of you know sexual items out there in the world mm-hmm. um and it's just you know they they're so full of 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 it whether or not it's in what they're watching or or what they're scrolling through you know um i probably had less of it than they did and so yeah unfortunately they might not like my answer 
but you'll have to go back to basics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> the wisest thing <laughs> to do. So yeah, thank you so much for today. Uh, we did have quite a bit of a chat here about like relationships and dating. The couple things that stood out to me, I guess, from our discussion today was involvement of the community around you, the people around you, like mm-hmm. your friends and your parents as yeah. well. I think because a lot of people tend to think that, I guess, like like you talked mm-hmm. up earlier, that you said that oh, like dating is about me, yeah. And your partner it's not I actually think. like talking about myself yeah i'm just like giving examples yeah just yeah no i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> that's what i mean like the yeah. example you mentioned and also um to know yourself a bit more to know what to expect in the dating relationship mm. so yeah thank you so much for your time today thank you for having me oh yeah i really appreciate it thank you g thank Woo. you